to say my name. My name is Deja Brown. And you're listening to. And you're listening to. The Open Mic. The Open Mic. Podcast. Podcast. Pop, 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 podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, what's going on everybody, your man, Mike B, what's on my radio podcast, and real quick, I want to thank all the ones, the twos, the threes of y'all that download to the show, subscribe, and share to the show, and make sure if you haven't yet, please make sure you do those, three little things for me, subscribe, share, like the show, um, we do this for you, and by we, I mean me and the cast of characters that I bring to the show once um, once a week, real quick, uh, who, what's that, what's that, real quick, oh man, I'm just, I got, I'm, I'm flustered right now, anyway, um. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. That's what I say. Hey, I don't own the rights to this song. You know how we do. Uh, Round around by Janelle. You know how we do. I don't own the rights to this song. Please don't take down my podcast. And I got my man. Special show. We're talking. We're talking sports. Talking wrestling. And you know, I got to bring in my man who knows all sports and wrestling. My man, Big Herd. What's going on, man? Yo, what's cracking, man? What's going on, man? <laughs> what's good with you, man? Man, everything's good, man. Everything's good when you have a win over the Dallas Cowboys and you're a Redskins fan and you're in first place with a stranglehold <laughs> on the NFC East. Everything's good. Oh, man. You're the biggest Redskins fan I know. Uh, <laughs> it, it's funny because um, my, my fantasy team, even though I don't watch football like that, I remember last year when I was protesting, I really wasn't protesting anything. Uh, my rule was what I would do is I would go to a public location like Hooters or something and say, hey, I didn't give them a rating. I just went and go eat wings and it just so happened the game was on. So <laughs> that was my form of protest. I was supporting Hooters. Why not? All right. Um, so, yeah, man, my, my fantasy team sucks. But um, the big talk was, especially when in the D.C. area, there's always Redskins, Cowboys, man. Um, real quick, man, without you going into your show that you have coming up tomorrow, um, I'm gonna drop this episode tonight. Tomorrow, you know, it's Hurts House. Um, what, what are your thoughts of the? Uh, what was your thoughts of the game um, yesterday? Um, I couldn't get as excited as I want to get about this victory. I just wanted to. I, you know, the Redskins have this thing where they try to they win games they shouldn't win, and they lose games they should win. Mm-hmm. And it looked like they were working hard to give this game back to the Cowboys. That's just what it looked like from where I was sitting. Mm-hmm. Um, Jay Gruden was calling the same seven or eight plays in a row and not the seven or eight plays that were working for them. Mm-hmm. They were running the ball, and that's the reason we won ultimately that in the defense because the defense is always ready to play. Offense, not so much. You know, Alex Smith said some things at the beginning of the season, like, oh, getting with your receivers looks good for Instagram, but it's not good for the season. Well, it's not looking too good right now, you know? Yeah. And um, he's making inaccurate mistakes, and he's doing things that he's not. When I left the house to go play poker, mm-hmm. right after the strip fumble, sack, touchdown, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, game's over. Four minutes left, 2010, Redskins, yay. So when I got to the bar and saw that it was still a game, mm-hmm. I was like, yo, Jay Gruden's going to give this game back. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a terrible night. And it's just, that's what you have to live with as a Redskins fan. Yeah. There's not a situation where we're in the fourth quarter and the game is over. We yeah. don't put people away. Yeah. We play with them and we stay with them and we lay with them. Yeah. And then, you know, we end up with that baby L. So, so real quick, because I know I was on your show uh, right before the season started, and we talked about Adrian Peterson, and um, you know we were talking about the upcoming season, and um, it was real brief. But um, what are your thoughts right now of of Adrian Peterson right now running as, as y'all running back? Um, I, I I shudder to think where we would be without him, mm-hmm. and the fact that we got him off of an injury, even though he confirmed what my guys have been telling me, which is they have been in talks all off season. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, we got him because Darius Geis got injured. Yeah. And there's not a scenario where I could imagine that Darius Geis would be running the way he is. Now, what I worry about with Adrian Peterson is his body breaking down. Mm-hmm. And every week it's strained shoulder, a little bit of an ankle injury, you know, just something where he's questionable every week, but he plays through everything. Yeah. But what it's doing for the team is the team sees how hard he's playing and mm-hmm. they rally around him. Okay. And that's you you see the defense especially he's like, yo, this guy's putting everything, he's thirty three years old putting it all on the line for us. We gotta go put it all on the line for him. Yeah. And he's leading the team. Okay. So we go where he goes. 
So it's like the Dallas Cowboys and Ezekiel Elliott. Minus the fact that they go with minus, minus the, the crop top. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't see him as a leader. Mm-hmm. But it's 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 the same from a from a playing standpoint, mm-hmm. as good as he plays is as far as the Cowboys will go. That's not getting it done. All mm-hmm. the hype around him has died down. Teams have figured him out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, oh by the way, they went out and ostracized their best wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And then rather than swallowing their pride and apologizing and saying, you know what, Dak, we were wrong. Let's clean slate. Like, they they spent a first round pick on the receiver that has the most drops in the last three years in the NFL, Amari Cooper. It's so, mind boggling. So they, they didn't. Now, like I said, I don't watch football, but I do watch Undisputed a lot. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> with that being said, so they didn't want to spend a second round on Earl Thomas. We're talking about the Cowboys now. But they'll spend the first round on Amari Cooper. And now Earl Thomas, he's out the picture because he had an injury. Um, a pretty serious injury. I think it was like an ACL term or something like that. So yeah. so what are the Cowboys doing right now from your from your POV? Um They're panicking. Okay. They're panicking. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, the Earl Thomas thing, I think there was something more to that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know. I think the conspiracy that that Colin Kaepernick speaks to is a lot deeper than people realize. Mm -hmm. I think there are certain players that the owners are like, okay, well, since we're blackballing Colin Kaepernick, this guy's on the blackball list, too. I don't want anyone to sign him. I don't want anyone to sign this person. I think Des Bryant is on that list. Okay. And um, because he's more talented than a lot of receivers in the game. Okay. Uh, Earl Thomas, this was another one of those where the Seahawks were like, you know, if we trade him, it lets players know that they're disgruntled. They can they can just go, yeah. you know, as opposed to trading somebody who wants to stay with the program. Mm-hmm. Um, no, let me turn this off before this happens. Amari Cooper, Amari Cooper, I don't see him helping Dallas at all. Mm-hmm. Dallas has spent number one picks on wide receivers before. Mm-hmm. They spent the number one pick on Roy Williams. Mm-hmm. They spent the number one pick on... I can't remember his name, but there's a reason for that. This is the third time. Okay. And it's not going to work. <laughs> it's not going to work here either. Um, you know... Did they do, did they do one for on Terrell Owens, or was he just no, an outright signing? No, he was an outright signing. But it was another... It was a wide receiver who didn't do anything. Okay. It was Roy Williams. I can't remember his name. It'll come to me later on. But it's just not important. Whoever it is is not important. There's a reason I can't remember his name. Okay. That neither of those receivers ever had a 1,000-yard season with the Cowboys. Okay. So, Amari Cooper, I don't think he'll be any different. Okay. Um, the only difference is he's a little younger than both of those guys mm-hmm. that I'm speaking about. So, there is some upside if he gets coached up the right way. Yeah. But you're talking about Wade Garrett coaching yeah. somebody up. Um, on top of that, the Cowboys have been hitting pretty good with their first-round picks the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line was built off of first-round picks. Mm-hmm. So them giving up a first-round pick for Amari Cooper, that's a win for every other team in the division. That's a win for the Redskins, who have been drafting crazy, mm-hmm. crazy good players ever since Bruce Allen took over. That's a win for the Eagles, um, who already who are still defending Super Bowl champions, and it's a win for the Giants, who look like they're about to start having a fire sale on their team, also. Okay. Now, um, one more question. Redskin talk. Got to get this. Got to get this in. Then we're going to probably show. Then we're going to take a break. We're going to go to something I actually know something about. <laughs> um, okay, Kirk Cousins to Alex Smith. What you, what you, what is what week seven now? We're going in week seven. seven. Okay. What are you what are, what are some of your takeaways from Kirk Cousins playing quarterback for the Redskins and that Alex Smith? And what do you see how Kirk Cousins progressed or regressed? Um, vice versa. Two things. Um, Alex Smith was way better with Jim Harbaugh, mm-hmm. and he was way better with um, Andy Reid, mm-hmm. and now he's not doing too good with the Redskins. Kirk Cousins was mediocre with the Redskins, and mm-hmm. now he's doing pretty good with Minnesota. Mm-hmm. It's hard to look at it like it has to be the players. Mm-hmm. It makes me look at Jay Gruden harder. It makes me, again, go, Jay Gruden doesn't do a great job of developing players. Mm-hmm. The defense is developing players. Greg Minuski's developing players left and right. Mm-hmm. Jay Gruden's not doing it. He's not developing anybody. Mm-hmm. He's... 
I've always said this about him, hoping he would prove me wrong. He needs a ready-made talent to come in mm-hmm. that already has a talent that he has developed and hope that that person, hope that he can utilize that person the right way. Mm-hmm. Anybody who needs developing, Jay Gruden's not here for that. Yeah. He didn't want to develop RG3. Mm-hmm. Um, he didn't do a lot of development on Kirk Cousins, although he did improve, but he made more improvement in the first seven games in Minnesota than he did in three years under Jay Gruden as yeah. a starter. Mm-hmm. That's that's not in dispute. Mm-hmm. As for Alex Smith, Alex Smith is doing what I've always said about Kirk Cousins. Like, all we need is a quarterback who won't turn the ball over. Mm-hmm. If we have a quarterback who won't turn the ball over and can facilitate a running game, we can win. The proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. Alex Smith hasn't had... He had one good, pretty good game against uh, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. But he hasn't had a blowout game yet. Mm-hmm. And he's had one or two terrible games. And yet, here we are in first place in the NFC East off of defense and the running game. Mm-hmm. You know, in spite of Jay Gruden, in spite of Alex Smith, the Redskins are in first place. Yeah, And I can't even get excited about the Giants because the Giants is the third game on the schedule that we should win. Mm-hmm. But we should have beaten Indianapolis, and we didn't. Yeah, losing to Drew Brees, losing to like you know one of the top four quarterbacks of all time, I can deal with that. Yeah, he broke the record on y'all. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, and, I, I, and the referees <laughs> were primed, and they were ready, and they were ready for us to lose that game, and they had their eyes closed on some calls. But that game, we weren't ready to play. No, we were ready to have a record made on us. Yeah, and we came out better against Dallas, but not much better. Mm-hmm. We didn't deserve to win. I mean, we. Didn't, walk away with that game. So I'm hoping, you know, this Giants game isn't us slipping back into and playing down to our competition. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you beat Green Bay and lose to Indianapolis and then barely beat Dallas after you beat Carolina? Like, what? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I, I need us to go in there and put our foot on the throat of the Giants because the team is getting worse. At, got worse today. They just gave up their, their, their number one cornerback. They just traded him away. So they're giving up. They're in give up mode. They should. They 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 really should just give up. And I predict if the Redskins go in and do what they're supposed to do, this will be the last game for Eli Manning, mm-hmm. and you'll see him get benched either at halftime or when the game is over. That's my prediction right now for you. Before that's an exclusive. I haven't even made that prediction <laughs> on my. Show. I'm gonna make that prediction on my show tomorrow. Mm-hmm. That's an exclusive for you today. Okay. If you want me to save the show and not put post it to Thursday, <laughs> so you can save the exclusive. Oh, you can post it today, but I'm not going to promote it till Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so look, because now we're football talk. I got to ask. Um, I'm, I looked at the Giants, and mm-hmm. I saw, and I know how how harsh the media is on certain players, Odell Beckham. And so I I, I asked myself, and I wonder, just by body language, just a, a casual observer, do. Do you believe that Odell regrets signing with New York and not just going to L.A.? Because <laughs> he looks like an L.A. guy. He knows he'll be in L.A. before it's all said and done. I know he wishes he had gotten traded, mm-hmm. but he's just happy he got paid Yeah, when it's all said and done. Mm-hmm. I know he wishes he got traded. Yeah, But, you know, Jay-Z worked hard to get him the deal that he had. Mm-hmm. So, he's grateful for that. Yeah, because I see Saquon really being like the leader and the motor of that offense and, and of that team. So I'm just assuming, just looking at the fact that Eli can't throw like he used to, or do what do the because the receiver is in my undisputed voice, Shane, O'Shea Sharp voice, is the most dependent position <laughs> of, of, of 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 football. If you don't have a quarterback that can throw the ball to you, <laughs> it's kind of hard. I'm gonna tell you a dirty little secret, man. Eli Manning was never that good. Oh yeah. Well, he, he, Eli Manning had what the Redskins have now: a stout defense mm-hmm. and a good running back. Mm-hmm. That was in the twilight of his career. That's yeah. what he had. But he killed Tom Brady twice. He's a Tom Brady killer. The, the, the defense killed Tom Brady. The defense killed Tom Brady and a magical catch and on a wildly <laughs> inaccurate throw that landed against somebody's helmet. That's by a guy that nobody remembers his name. David Tyree, that's 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 what killed that's what killed the Patriots. Mm-hmm. But it's twice though, twice it was twice. Yeah, you know, same quarterback. You know, you gotta you gotta you know, but it's over. You know, he you know it was the 
It's the old saying, you know. You know, Shelton Benjamin beat Triple H twice. Yeah. Well, on that reference. <laughs> segway. You like that segway, right? <laughs> Dude, we're going to take one break. But um, what are your predictions? Because it's, it's, we're getting to week seven. It's, uh, theoretically, there's ten games left. Or is it eight? Whatever. What, what is the Redskin record going to be? Do you see them winning the division? You know, at the beginning of the season on my show, I predicted them to be 10 and 5. Mm-hmm. And when, I'm sorry, 10 and 6. Mm-hmm. And when I did, I was like, whoa, did I just do 10 and 6? No way. No way they're going to be 10 and 6. But 10 and 6 is looking really good. I see three surefire losses on the schedule for the rest of the year mm-hmm. Atlanta, and at least one Philadelphia, and. Um, Maybe the second Dallas game. Second Dallas game? Maybe. Maybe four losses. But even that, even that, if you say both Philadelphia games, the next Dallas game, and maybe Jacksonville gets their stuff together. Mm-hmm. If you pick those four games, that still puts us at 10 and 6. So I'm going to stick with my 10 and 6. Okay. okay. This week will tell us a lot. But I haven't seen anything to take us off that 10 and 6 because, you know, we did decent last year. Not great, but decent last year with a lot of injuries and the statistically hardest schedule in the NFL. Statistically. Mm-hmm. We played the most playoff teams. It's just it's just numbers. It's just it's just what it is. So I think we can do better this year. Nine and seven at the lowest. Nine and seven? But but if we beat the Giants and if we take one, just one of those Philadelphia games. We are going to win the division. We're going to beat the Texans. The Jaguars are imploding. Um, Atlanta's a loss no matter what, but, you know, so was Carolina, and we beat them. So we'll see what happens. Okay, okay. All right, we're going to take a small break. When we come back, we're going to get into the WWE, and um, a lot of stuff has happened. We had SmackDown 1000. We got Crown Jewel coming up. We got the all-women's pay-per-view coming up. Uh, I said that it's the all-women's pay-per-view first, then it's Crown Jewel. And then what happened on last night's Raw, which has the internet buzzing. And by internet, I mean all the dirt sheets and things of that nature and wrestling groups that some of y'all that listen to the show don't know nothing about. Anyway, no need to do, go any further. We'll be right back on Over My Radio Podcast. Oh, yeah, you know I got to play my song, Tony Cobain featuring Recipe, um, Recipe for Winning Moments. Nice and quiet Oh, I wanna sex you up You need this kind of love Who gonna love you like me? Nobody My body all over your body They don't know This is it's like the month you can catch me uh, on the interwebs at www.prettyfunnyent.com. I am here chilling with my folks, Mike B, on the Open Mic Radio Podcast. Follow him on the web. Shorty text me, she had a long day. Told her get ready for the business. She the gift I needed since Christmas. I ain't never take off my wish list. Everything started with a kiss kiss. Now we all twisted yoga positions. Told her she remind me of a G. The way she ride me through the sheets. Told me she's like TLC. Now she's doing the creeper. I don't know what that part is. I never know the lyrics, but it's one of my favorite songs. Yo, we're right back on my radio podcast with my homegirl Candace August. Doing a quick drop for Pretty Funny Entertainment all the way from New York. And we're right back. Um, Right back. And we're here for the WWE portion. I got my man Big Hurt in the building. And um, in the, as I call it, the Umbanant Studio. No one knows the location. I only invite certain people. They don't know what's going on. Anyway, so anyway, so we got a lot that's going on. Um, last week was SmackDown 1000. Um, me and Big Hurt was there live. Uh, it was in D.C., the Capital One Center. The place, the energy was buzzing. A lot of surprises. We had uh, Vince McMahon. We had the McMahons come out the whole family tree minus... Minus the um, person who works for the administration, who's the wife that no one talks about because Vince doesn't want to mess up his money. I get it. I see what you did there, Vince. Um, we had um, True Talk, True TV with uh, R-Truth and Carmella and Dance Breaks. Uh, we had Big E 
in the New Day lose to um, their tag team titles to The Bar. Undertaker has shown up. A lot of stuff happened on this uh, SmackDown 1000. Real quick, Herb, what would you feel about the show? SmackDown 1000 was absolutely one of the better shows that not only that I've been to, mm-hmm. but that I've actually seen. Mm-hmm. Um, that Vince McMahon energy coming out early, like it was, it was good to get Vince McMahon live. And for all the stars... For all the stars that was possibly getting, you know, there was rumors about The Rock and, you know, I even heard a sniffle of maybe even Hulk Hogan and just just all these different things that we were talking about possibly getting, and you know, Edge and <laughs> and Undertaker and all that stuff. Vince McMahon trumps them all for me. Yeah, for me. So I was sitting behind a couple of grown men who were going, thank you, daddy. Thank you, daddy. Thank you, daddy. As he came out, yeah. and I wasn't even mad at them. Yeah, it's Vincent Kennedy, man. I wasn't even mad. Like, y'all calling this dude daddy? Okay, well, that's fine. All right. As you were. <laughs> we're talking about Vincent Kennedy, McMahon. I mean, and when you really think about it, this is at all the events, except yeah. for the live shows. I mean, the um, you know, the dark, dark matches, whatever. But it, it is one of those things, because he is the guy who basically made this place the conglomerate that it is. You know, when you get him to come from the gorilla position to just step out and see the audience, it's, it's really weird. It's, it's, you get hyped up. That's the only white man I get hyped up for. Older, senior citizen, white man. I don't get hyped up for too many white people. Too few that's the boss. But when I see him, I get excited, man. Um, I know one of the things that we both um, were like, hey, this is kind of jacked up. The New Day losing to the bar. And then they threw Big Show in the mix, which is confusing because one minute he's promoting Susan 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 G Coleman, yeah, <laughs> for for cancer, and the next the next day he's 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 punching people in the face on SmackDown, uh, which is the two hundred and fiftieth time Big Show has turned heel. Um, <laughs> well, what's, what's your thoughts on on, on the New Day losing? As soon as I saw they were defending the tag team titles against the Bar, I knew they were losing. Mm-hmm. I'm like. All right, we've had way too much fun tonight. There's going to be some booze. Mm. These guys are over in D.C. Chocolate City, of course, they're going to lose. Um, I saw a meme that said 1,000 episodes of SmackDown, 1,004 heel turns for Big Show. <laughs> and that's just what it was. When I saw him come down, I was just like, oh, it's going to be a nice little three-on-three. I, as soon as he came down, as soon as he came walking down, I already was like, I already see what this is. Three-on-three. Yeah. Three-on-three. I'm glad. I mean... The bar hasn't been utilized right on SmackDown. Yeah. They just haven't. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's hard when you got the New Day and you got the Usos. When you have a stacked tag division over A real there. tag division. A, you know what? Yeah. A real, <laughs> a real tag division. Not guys thrown together. Yeah. Even the bar's still together. A real tag division over there. Yeah. It's hard to utilize everybody, especially in the confines of two hours. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you still got Sandy sitting on the bench. Yeah, and, I forgot all about um, them. I forgot they was even. You know, on luckily, down. luckily you have not luckily, but you know, you have an injury to the Wyatts. I can't remember their name. The brothers, the, the brothers of oh, the the Bludgeon Brothers, the Bearded Brothers. Okay, the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah. yeah. So you know, it's hard, but yeah. they're doing what they're supposed to do, and you you've been underutilizing the bar. Mm-hmm. So to have New Day in the bar going back and forth for a while, even if they pass the belts back and forth for a while. That's pretty good. Yeah, um, I'm gonna be honest. I don't like the bar. Um, <laughs> I just it's cool, but it's one is there a tag team that was made up on Raw? Um, just my opinion. Um, just my take. There's another tag team that was made up on Raw that basically, when they got the when they won the belt some new day, and they were the team that broke the historic, you know, 434 day title run or title reign. What's the difference between running reign? Inside joke. Um, <laughs> of the new day, it was like you had all these different. Things. You could have saved that. You could have saved that for uh, 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 what's their name? Uh, uh, they came up from NXT. Oh, what's the Sandy? name? Sandy. No, no, the other ones. The ones that came up. They they had that match with Tom- um, with, with uh, Tommaso Ciampa and um, Gungardo. They, they were the tag champions for NXT. Ah, what's their name? Uh, say yeah, the tape fist guy. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, revival. Yeah, yeah, he, he had the revival that was coming up at that time. That was that was coming up from NXT to the main roster. That could have used that huge push over. Um, I think at the time Alpha Males 
the American Alpha Alpha Americans, whatever the name is. I know got some American Alpha. Yeah, they were coming up. They was coming up from a main roster. They they could have they could have used that push, but you put together this team that was thrown together through Mick Foley. They they're going through this this separate storyline. They raised with the tag team ranks, and then you give the, you basically gifted them <laughs> this this title run. Now, to their credit, which um, the WWE I'm speaking, they didn't break them up once the belts went off of them. They kept them together, so that's why I consider them a legitimate team now. But at the time when you have tag teams that you're literally schooling and developing through NXT, your development, your developmental league now, mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're and they're and they're main eventing house shows um, at a local level. They're main eventing your pay per views. You get all these teams, and then when you call them up to the main roster. Now it's like, okay, thank you for you worked hard. Now you start right back from the bottom. Like that momentum doesn't carry over into the main roster, which really is the. Um, uh, Discouraging, especially if you if you was main of it. It's it's almost as if you were on NXT and then like you get called up. You're like, ah, no, I pass. Can I just stay here? <laughs> you know, it's like, can I just stay here? I don't want to graduate. I'm good. Can I fill a class or two? Can I fill a promo class? I mean, what what incentive does a guy like Velveteen Dream have to come to the right main roster right now? Yeah, look at no no way Jose. He's on main event. I was, I was looking for No Way Jose. I saw my main event. <laughs> he did a walkthrough the other night. But honestly, yeah, it just, it's, some of these guys don't transfer over in the main roster yeah. because, you know, the NXT fans are so, a casual NXT watcher like me, mm-hmm. I'm looking for two or three people. Yeah. There are two or three people that I'm looking for to come up. And then every now and then, like, oh, I've seen this guy before, but I didn't know who, you know, yeah. so... But with that being said, um, before we get to the next subject, I know we're going segue. The writing on both shows, especially Raw, mm-hmm. for me, is getting to the best it's been in a long time. Yeah. Speaking of Raw. <laughs> Segway. Speaking of Raw. Last night, um, very emotional. I finally saw the uh, DVD um, the, with a DVR playback of it and um, some YouTube videos and stuff like that. Um, if you haven't watched it. Um, Roman Reigns relinquished the Universal title, which I think is absolutely cursed, by the way. The Universal title, I think the Shield is cursed. I think the Universal title is cursed. Both of them are cursed together. Um, anyway, we get to the reason why I say the Shield is cursed later on. But um, he gave up the belt. He relinquished it because he's fighting a variation of cancer, which is leukemia. Um, it's a very serious condition. He uh, it went to remission for 11 years and it came back. Uh, so you have that very emotional beginning part of Raw. What are your thoughts on that, Kurt? Um, I've the whole, I'm I'm at loss for words because I really dislike Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. I really dislike that dude as a wrestler. Mm-hmm. But as soon as he said the word leukemia, like the whole arena went black. And I saw afterwards where it kind of started to leak out a little bit, maybe five or ten minutes before the show started. Mm-hmm. But all he'd been saying was Roman Reigns has an injury. Mm-hmm. But it kind of caught a lot of people, including me, by it was blindside. Yeah. And, you know, there's a cynical part of me that's like, these guys are doing whatever they can to get this guy over. You can't ever boo this dude again. You can't. Not, not when you not when you're fighting cancer. Not when you're fighting cancer. <laughs> not I mean, I'm like, well, he's done fighting cancer. I'm booing him again, but I'm not gonna be able to. I'm just gonna be so happy and dude's alive, you know. Yeah. So more importantly than that, WWE capitalized on the buzz around him relinquishing the title, him having cancer, by having him leave the building, and then having this shield, not lose the belts, not lose the title shot and then implode, but having them win the belt and then then implode, Mm -hmm. and then have Dean Ambrose lay down one of the best beatdowns I've ever seen. It was hardy. It (laughs) it It was a good beatdown. It was emotional. And the way he walked through the crowd afterwards, and even the WWE.com footage of him walking out the arena mm. with people kind of parting the scene like, yo, this dude's crazy. We ain't messing with him. Renee Young at a loss for words. It was great. And I love it. 
And I love them, you know, putting Braun and Drew McIntyre in a position where one of them's going to be a heel and one of them's going to be a face. I like the realignment of the locker room that's yeah. happening. Mm-hmm. This breakup with the Shield, they WWE doesn't do this very often. They don't too many times. They draw things out too long, mm-hmm. and too many times they pull the trigger too quick. Mm-hmm. This was perfect. Yeah, perfect time, and nobody. Nobody was able to say, oh, I saw that coming. It's very rare where you see wrestling fans, wrestling uh, writers, do something that's original and unexpected. You can do one or the other. Can't do both. You can't do both. And they did both last night. Hats off to them. There was Raw. There was one second, maybe three seconds, before Dean went full heel turn. <laughs> I was like, oh, this is when he did the second hug. And, he did, and the way he was looking. And I was like, "Oh wait, man, this don't look good. This is not. I mean, I know he's not. I know he's a lunatic, but he's. This is. Oh, he just kicked him in the stomach. Oh, it's, it's all over. He turned heel. He turned heel. And he just. He, I mean, it was a good, stretched out, maybe ten minute beat down with say it again. And I think, if, but it was like little things. If you rewind it, you could hear it. I think Seth Rollins said, "Yo, where's my other belt or something like that." Yeah, that was it. Where's my other belt? And, and you could just see Dean get set off. Like, how much gold do you need? <laughs> I was like, yeah. But you, you know what really set it up? What's that? Last week, when Dean gave him the baby kick and the half DDT. Because mm-hmm. last week, they kind of, Dean just got mad and kicked him in the stomach and locked him up mm-hmm. and then let him go. Like, ah, ah. Like, that was cool. Mm-hmm. So seeing him do that last week, this week, it wasn't such a shock when he kicked him and locked him. It wasn't really a shot until you hit him with it. Yeah. But even like you said, after that second hug, I sat up like, what you going to do? Yeah. And then when he dropped the belt, I was like, oh boy, get ready. <laughs> and I thought it was going to be the fake out. Mm-hmm. Like uh, my favorite fake out, quick segue, is when Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart finally squashed their beef in the ring. Mm-hmm. And Bret Hart was standing there and Shawn Michaels kind of turned his back to him. And the fans was kind of like, uh-oh, uh-oh. And Sean turned the same way he would if he was going to super kick him and hug them. Yeah. And that's where it was kind of like, this could go either way. And Dean Ambrose played it perfectly. Just kick, bow. Oh, <laughs> yes. Let's get it. Tag team champions. Vacant, vacant holding all the belts. And then, and then he threw the belts to him before he, he, he did teed him in the car. He was like, here, this is what you want, right? He threw the belts like, this is what you want, right? This is what you want. <laughs> How much gold do you need? He was like, yeah, suck it up. Suck it up. Come on, suck it up. Fans yelling, Dean, why tonight? Why tonight? Did you see the little the little black kid? Why, Dean? Why? <laughs> why, Dean? Why? Why, Dean? Dean oh, my why? God. Come on, Dean. Why? Why, Dean? Oh, it was so great. I mean, I'm, I don't know if they turned the volume up in the studio to get all of the reaction, but it was it was perfect. It was the right time, the right the right moment, and you know the show goes. It shows it really looked like a visual. Let's see. Let me see. That's my birth certificate. Can't get rid of that. Okay, let's do this. It was like the, when right when they found out that Roman had leukemia. It's like they were like all these plans they had, right? They were like, all right, so look, this what this was visually what they did yesterday. Did this to the paper. <laughs> like all of a sudden, uh, Braun Strowman is a face. Drew McIntyre don't like Braun. <laughs> the Shield breaks up. That was a one on one match with Brock. Let's talk about this Universal Title match at Crown Jewel real quick before we go into the Women's Evolution pay per view. Um, this is the part where you touched on what you said. The WWE. Um, they wait too long to pull the trigger. Yeah. Um, the moment that Braun got hot, the moment he could say whatever he wanted and it could end up on a t-shirt the very next day <laughs> was the moment he should have been universal champion. Yes. Um, you could go three or four pay-per-views back. <laughs> right. The, you know, when he won the, when he won the battle of the greatest Royal rumble and they was testing to see how he looked with the belt. Cause they just so happened to have a, Greatest Warrior Rumble belt, and he kept holding over, over his head, mm-hmm. which was just a test to see how the crowd react with him holding a belt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they should have put the belt on him there. Yeah. Uh, they should have put the belt on when he had the money in the bank briefcase. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they just held on to it, held on to it, held on to it. And then for some god awful reason, it made him a heel. 
for whatever reason, they made him a heel. Whatever. <laughs> right. And, and now th- this is the chance where they can really right the wrong. I know how tempting it is to put the belt back on Brock Lesnar. I know how tempting it could be. Look. Do the right thing and put it on Braun. Look, look. <laughs> there is no bigger Braun, Brock Lesnar fan than me. There is no bigger Brock Lesnar fan than me. And I will continue to troll people leading up to Crown Jewel about how the belt should have never come off of Brock Lesnar. It's a fine line I have to walk now where I can't make it look like I'm disrespecting Roman Reigns' leukemia. Mm-hmm. But they never should have taken the belt off of Brock Lesnar. For what? Yeah. For what? Roman Reigns never got over. He never got over his champion. He it never happened. You know he he's had the belt what three or four times. I don't think he's ever held it longer than at least three or four months. Right. But this but the reason is like this. It's like he gets the belt, and that's what it is, man. They put the belt on people thinking the belt's going to make them, and they don't get over. See Edge, and <laughs> they don't get over his champion, and they got got to take the belt off of him. Mm-hmm. We gotta give it to somebody. We gotta give it to whoever's over, mm-hmm. or at least give it to Brock Lesnar, where it's justified because he's the most unstoppable badass on the planet, and he's about to be a two tier champion, a two sport champion. But for me, you gotta give it to Braun. You have you to. Gotta give it to Braun. You gotta get him and Drew going as a as as his first contender. Drew's not ready for the belt yet. Maybe you have Drew win the Royal Rumble. You take it to WrestleMania. But you gotta throw everything behind Braun Strowman. You have to. What you should have done. What you should. You need to write what you should have done months ago. <laughs> months ago. Months ago. But for me, there is no loser in this match. <laughs> Whoever walks out champion, I'm good. Because we really think about it, right? We really think about it. All that build up for the Brock Lesnar Roman Reigns match, right? All that talk of uh, Brock's a part time this and. Brock's dad and I'm gonna fight this and da 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 da. I'm gonna be on the show every week. Blah 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 with the belt. It would go all the way down the tube if you put the belt back on Brock. Right. You might as well just take the belt and just throw the whole universal title concept in the trash. <laughs> you gotta put it on. You gotta put it on Braun Strowman at this point. You gotta put it on Braun and let Brock come back and kick it from him after he wins the UFC title. And it's a it's a it's a gamble. That Vince doesn't want to take. Vince would love for the WWE champion mm-hmm. to become the UFC champion. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want the UFC champion to become the WWE champion. But you want both companies want Brock to hold both belts. Yeah, both of them want that. Mm-hmm. It's just a question of you know, do you risk giving him the belt and having him lose to Cromier? Yeah, you know, it's it's. It's a fine line. But I also think, and I know you might troll me on this, I believe that Brock's time is done in the WWE. Just, just I, I think that the, the audience as a whole, if he came out right now, you hear the, you hear that, you're still going to pop for him. Every time. You're going to pop for him. But just him as like the champion, if he just came out and he was like, I'm going to take on Drew McIntyre. And there wasn't no belt involved. It was just like, I'm just going to take on Drew McIntyre. That would be one thing. But it's the, he's coming in with a belt. <laughs> and then he disappears for three or four months. And I get it. But at the same time, it's like, okay, we're getting kind of drawn, uh, uh, fatigued on it. It makes the title matches that much more special. It makes them more special. Because you know that if Brock wins, you're not going to see the belt again for another two or three months. It might have mean more if it was the WWE, the black, the black one, the, the one AJ, AJ Styles has, the World Heavyweight title, mm-hmm. versus the Universal, which has no prestige. If you, you can literally count the champions. Uh, Finn Balor, <laughs> uh, Kevin, Kevin Owens. Owens, Brock Lesnar, Goldberg. No, Goldberg, Brock Lesnar. Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns. That's five people that's held that belt. <laughs> like it, it has no prestige it has no no real history behind it. Right. it and the longest champion it has until this day outside of Kevin um, outside of Brock Lesnar if you could buy all his title matches still doesn't equal up to the amount of matches that Kevin Owens had when he was a universal champion right so it, you know it's, it's one of those things I could see if it's a WWE heavyweight championship which is the actual heavyweight title for the company 
versus the universal that has no 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 credibility behind it right now and a lot of it is gone because you, the person you put the belt on you know it's two or three months before you might see him again and when he comes out you're like oh yeah he does have a belt you know it's like where's that crown where's the greatest world rumble um belt anybody seen that belt that's what the universal is you see it once every blue moon you know so yeah i don't know but i know for me that was uh the raw was perfect so i anticipate next raw to be sucky <laughs> we'll see I, I anticipate we'll that see they can build off of it it's gonna be a hard act to follow but it was a really good Raw how would you start off Raw next week uh, depends on how you end Evolution um, it depends on if you make a mistake of putting the women's title which I know Vince is tempted to do mm-hmm. he's very tempted to put that Raw title on Nikki Bella Yeah, you have them perform Twin Magic Ronda Rousey's first loss comes to the Bella Twins he's tempted Throw the whole belt away. But you that belt being that belt becomes meaningless if yeah. you give it to the do nothing beltless. Real quick, sidebar. This is gonna segue into evolution, by the way. Okay. Um I truly believe, and I think it's an open handed slap in the face, that they give so much credit to the Bella twins for the women's revolution. They don't give that credit to the Bellas, the Bellas took that credit. The Bellas it's kind of like when CM Punk calls himself the best in the world. Mm-hmm. The only difference is he went out and proved it. Yeah. The Bellas, they didn't have to. They were from an era. They were from the Divas era. They had to rebrand. She's right. That belt exists because they had to rebrand it because you can't put her and Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks in the same category. Mm-hmm. The only proof you need is Botch Bella Bree out here hurting people and and hurting themselves because they can't do what these girls are doing. Yeah. Like, they're doing real wrestling moves. Yeah. Y'all weren't real wrestlers. Y'all were y'all were underwear models. Yeah. Who didn't mind getting a little physical. And I'm not trying to disrespect what y'all did, but I'm disrespecting what y'all did. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where I come from, and I just watched this 2002 Backlash or Avengers, whatever. It was a fatal four-way match. And correct me if I'm wrong. I know you might. You, you will. Um, it was Jazz, Trish Stratus, mm. uh, Victoria, and Jacqueline. Fatal four-way match for the women's title. Mm-hmm. Now, those those four women that I just named <laughs> got physical. Mm-hmm. I, I still remember when Lita was taking chair shots from the power trip. <laughs> yep. None of those, none of them, none of the Bella Twins has ever taken a chair shot from a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Nope, Matter of fact, never will. <laughs> never will. I think the most physical any of those, any of the uh, the divas actually gotten was when RK, when Randy Orton RKO Stacy Keebler. But just because you was in the ring when they were chanting give divas a chance doesn't mean you started the revolution for for the women's for the women's revolution. Because in NXT, I hearken back, all right? You had Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey. You had Nia Jax. Um, uh, Oscar wasn't there yet, so she wasn't there yet. But in NXT, Charlotte and Sasha were already main eventing main events on the on the takeover pay per views. Bailey and Sasha, the takeover that really took over with main eventing in a one the first ever Iron Man match. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> so it's like you can't take credit. For something just because you was in the ring, people saw what they were doing in NXT. Like, yo, these women really can wrestle. Give these ladies a chance. And if you right. really, 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 really think that you was part or the front runner of that, how come they had to call up Sasha, Charlotte, and Becky at the same time to kickstart the women's revolution? They had to call up all three of them at the same time to bring them up. <laughs> bring them up. And get you up out of here. Yeah. <laughs> at the same time. Um, like I said, Nikki was just... All Nikki was is... is you know, I understand wrestlers have this thing where... The Bret Hart syndrome where you start to believe your own hype. Mm-hmm. They put the belt on her to wash the stench of AJ out of their mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, so they gave her the belt, which made the belt meaningless. Which means that now we have to rebrand it. Yeah. You know. You even made Naomi job to you three or four times when she was hot because she had turned heel and everybody knew the belt was going on her yep but because they wanted to get rid of we'll talk about sidebar 
<laughs> even let's let's talk about WWE and when they want to break records, they don't care who they gotta bury <laughs> to make sure the yeah. record is broken. They bury they they bury now. I love New Day to death, but they buried a lot of people <laughs> to get them to get the get rid of demolitions record. And when they come to Nikki Bella, they got they buried a lot of women who end up leaving the company. Gail Kelms, mm-hmm. <laughs> Victoria, know, Victoria, all these women just so just because Nikki had to break the streak. Even to the point where Charlotte had the job one time because it was the day before <laughs> the record being broke. And it was like, yeah, you, you get a chance to either break it or not break it. And if you win, you don't get to break the record. And the next thing you know, she won. Well, Nikki beat her just so the pay-per-view, the final pay-per-view, Charlotte could win. And it was like, you just could have gave her the belt seven days early, but you just had to get it. It's, it's the, I call it the petty. The petty E. The WWE petty. Yeah. No. Anyway, long story short, they got rid of um, Naomi. Um, should have had the belt a long time ago, so it was cool that she got it back to back to back. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. cool. Yeah, cause she she was one of the few. Is, let me see, in that divas area era, it was uh, uh, Naomi. She could wrestle, right? Cameron couldn't. No. <laughs> Naomi was just way more athletic than everybody in that division, and it was hard. It the problem with the problem Naomi had was the same problem Victoria had. Where you're so much better and more athletic and more physical than the rest of the women, mm-hmm. it's hard to find someone to have a great match with. Yeah, like Victoria had great matches with Gail Kim, so mm-hmm. it was like they have to wrestle every night. Yeah, or it doesn't make sense. You put Gail Kim in with with Brie Bella, someone's getting their neck broken. Botch. So, someone's getting. Their you nose put broken. Naomi, you know, you put Naomi in the match with Brie Bella. It's like, what are we doing here? Yeah. So it's so, rough. Alicia uh, Fox, very underrated. I call her the Booker T of the division. Very underrated. Um, great wrestler. This is your captain speaking. There's <laughs> uh, a few other people. Um, let's see. Uh, Gail Kim. There's a few other people in there that, you know, that really, if they would have just gave them, given them the ball and that tried to force feed us the Bellas, that could have really took took that to another level. Anyway, I, we got the rambling. Hurt. Nah, it's all good. We got to talk about Evolution real quick. Evolution is WWE's first ever uh, all-women's pay-per-view. Um, keeping the trend. Uh, first ever, um, first ever Hell in a Cell, first ever Royal Rumble, all women's Royal Rumble, uh, first ever Elimination Chamber, first able table match, first ever uh, threesome. A lot of stuff was first in the WWE when it comes to women, but this is a new, this is a whole new thing, whole pay per view, all women. Not to be confused with the Give It Up for the Ladies Show shenanigans, Broken Mike Comedy. We just did that last week. Um, anyway, uh, so we have one, two, three, four, five, six. We have six matches um, um, announced. I think it's another one that's announced as well. Well, uh, we have a paper. We have a, a battle royal. We're just gonna run through these real quick. Uh, first of all, um, they have absolutely nothing for Sasha and Bailey. It sucks. Um, so the first match I have here on the website is Sasha Banks, Bailey, and Natalia versus the Riot Squad. Riot Squad. Uh, I'm gonna go with Bailey. I mean, uh, everybody except for the Riot Squad because. Um, if there's going to be tag team championships, mm-hmm. then it's going to be Sasha and Bailey. Yeah. If it's not going to be tag team championships, it's going to be the Riot Squad. 50-50 booking says that because the Riot Squad won on Monday that the team of Sasha, Bailey, and never should win at the pay-per-view. But I'm going to go with the Riot Squad. All right. I'm just going to say S-B-N. You know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, historic Women's Battle Royal for a future Women's um, Championship opportunity. I'm going to go Amber Moon. I was going to go Ember Moon. <laughs> um, but I think it's going to be Asuka. Asuka? <laughs> She'll lose again. All right. Uh, NXT Women's Championship match. Uh, Carrie Sane versus Sasha um, Sh- um, Baszler. Shayna Baszler is the Shana. best. I don't think she's going to win, but that's who I'm rooting for. You going, you, who are you going? Shayna Baszler. You going for Shayna? Yeah. All right. And I'm going to go. Uh, I got to go Shayna as well. Uh, Trish Stratus and Lita versus Elise, uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James. By the way, I'm co- totally confused about this match um, altogether because I thought Lita had a broken neck, but whatever. Um, I'm going to go with the old folks putting the young folks over. Bliss, Bliss and Thicky win that. Bliss and Mickey? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, I'm going to go Mickey and, and Bliss. Um, Monday matches I'm looking forward to SmackDown Women's Championship match Becky Lynch versus 
Um, Charlotte and the last woman standing match. Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch. I'm gonna go Becky as well. Because, because the man who is suing Charlotte mm-hmm. says he has video evidence. It's all over. Of Charlotte using <laughs> racial epithets. I'm here for that, <laughs> dude. She's racist. All right, so uh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, wait a minute. It's a historic battle royal for a future women's championship match. I'm just gonna run through these names real quick. There's only a few. Uh, Tamina, uh, Mickey, uh, what's it, Molly Holly? Uh, we don't Kelly Kelly. Um, both of the what you call it, uh, Vega, Mandy Rose, Lana, uh, Iconics, Elect, um, Alondra Blaze, uh, Maria Casellas is gonna be there. Kelly Kelly, Tori Tori Wilson, Alicia Fox. Um, the calculator lady, Dana Brooke, mm-hmm. Carmella, Oscar, Nia Jax, uh, Ember Moon, Naomi, and Ivory will be in the building. So one of them is going to win the future women's championship match. Yeah, and we already picked you. You picked Ember Moon. I say Oscar. Okay, cool. All right, and the main event um, of the evening. I refuse to pick Twin Magic. I refuse. Yeah, they're going to do the right thing and put the belt. And Shayna Baszler may come out and help. Ronda Rousey. Oops. I would love to see Shayna come and drag one of the twins from underneath the ring. I'm talking about that old Legion of Doom demolition. What the <laughs> hell is going on? Dragging Crush, dragging Axe from underneath the ring <laughs> and blowing it up in the Heart Foundation winning the belts. I'm hoping that's what happens. Okay, okay. Alright, so I think we've pretty much covered everything, man. Real quick, yo. Tell them how... Um, you know, and um, you know, you're always welcome to come over to watch the joint tomorrow or Sunday. When is it? Sunday? Sunday. Yeah, yeah, you know what it is. Um, real quick, man, plug what you got going on this uh, this upcoming week. This upcoming week on Hertz House, Cautiously Optimistic is going to be the name of the show. I haven't named it yet, but that's an exclusive for you all. Cautiously Optimistic. I'm going to talk about the Redskins stranglehold on the NFC East, win, lose, or draw this week. Um, so, uh... Yeah, that's where we're going to go. We're going to talk about the Redskins and the Giants. Hopefully, they can pull away. Um, if not, you know, then we'll see what's happening. We'll talk about the Cowboys uh, panicking, taking Amari Cooper. Um, that's it. That's all you got? Yep. All right, cool. Hey. Um, www.hurtshouse.com. Bet. You know where y'all can catch me. Um, tomorrow, I'm going to be at the, uh, I'm going to be at Big Hunt tomorrow. I'm hosting the open mic. Also, I'm at the DC Improv November 2nd. Y'all know what it is. Hey, thank y'all for listening again. Um, you know where to get our contact information. Um, please download, share, listen, do what y'all got to do. Um, until next time, folks. I'm really just stalling because I can't find the song I'm looking for. Yeah, until next time, folks. Um, thank you. Thank you for listening. What up, this is Hurt, a.k.a. The Big Hurt, a.k.a. The Black Mountain. And right now you're listening to my guy, Mike Brown, on the Open Mic Radio Podcast.